Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is December the 8th, and I'm Jill. I almost forgot what to say at the beginning of this thing. It's so great to be here with you. It's my joy and my honor and my distinct privilege to be reading the Bible for us in chronological order. And what a journey it's been so far, and we are winding this month and this year down and we're doing that together in community individually and collectively we're throwing another log on the global campfire today and we are ready to dive in as we started a new book of the bible yesterday romans we're continuing in romans chapters four through seven today and this week we're reading the new living translation romans chapter four Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God, who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. How did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but not have been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. 
and Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love when we are utterly helpless Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness, for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God, a new life for everyone. 
because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been reunited with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and He will never die again. Death no longer has any power over Him. When He died, He died once to break the power of sin. But now that He lives, He lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? 
For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ, and now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us, and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there were no law, sin would not have that power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law. But when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life and I died. So I discovered that the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me. But still, the law itself is holy, and its commands are holy and right and good. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses good commands for its own evil purposes. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. 
I want to follow up that reading first and foremost with a big hearty bro me too hashtag me too (laughs) my hand is up and the other hand is up and I got one foot in the air me too brother Paul me too and maybe you're just like man he went hard on that sin thing today yeah he did because we need the hard reminder that sin has repercussions in our lives our sin does affect other people our sin does affect our relationship with god and with people now we know from the reading last week first corinthians nothing can separate us from the love of god no heights no depths i think about this in terms of loving my children there is nothing my children could do that would make me not love them but there are repercussions from disobedience defiance their own personal sin choices that will affect our relationship or in my relationship with my husband or my relationship with anyone around me because of my sin and i just you know if you want a good definition of sin i always think about it in terms of i i mean i don't want to i don't want to dog out a certain restaurant chain here on the podcast but there's a certain restaurant that i love their fries and i love once in a while once in a blue moon i love a burger that goes with those hot fries you got to order them hot to be made fresh and as my car is driving there consciously i have made the choice to do so i know already it is not a good idea it is a bad decision but man the heart wants what the heart wants and the flesh sometimes wants some hot fries and it's meeting that instant gratification of what i'm wanting what i'm craving and you know it just takes about an hour after i engage with the food that i've realized this this was not a good choice for me i feel lousy if i continue this my health will soon be very compromised this reading today also for me coincides with the book of james trying to figure out if this temptation because it always has to be from somewhere else except for us right if this temptation is ultimately from god as a test or is it an all and out war from the enemy from satan himself to just trip me up and if you remember james just cuts to the chase and he's like you're tempted from your own desires we so quickly say god must have put that on my path to test me to see if i would do it uh my own secret desire put it in the pathway because it might not tempt you it might not be a problem or a stumbling block for you but that thing 
you know those hot fries that call to you when you drive past the restaurant every third mile? Obviously, we're talking much greater things than hot fries and burgers and soda. And you may not struggle all the time. It's different seasons in our lives and even things that we think we've got a hold on. We've got control over them. We have no idea when they will trip us up. And Paul is so blatantly putting it out there for us. It starts in our mind. Once we have the thought, will we act on it? Or do we take that thought captive? And once we have engaged, will we be mindful to repent, and to, to turn away and to recognize the things that are taunting us, that we're struggling with, and to do better the next time? And can we just humble ourselves to know that we all struggle, that we all fall short, and we are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ? Yes. But just as Paul said today, does that mean that we are just covered under the blood and we can disregard and ignore our own temptations and our own sins? Absolutely not. We must consciously be aware and realize that we are constantly in process of sanctification, of purification, of being more and more like Jesus. So Father, we thank you for this reminder today. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for uh, a conscious awareness through the power of the Holy Spirit to convict our hearts, to interrupt our intellect, to cause us to know, to cause us to be aware what it is that is displeasing to you that would cause us to be out of direct intimacy with you where you long for us to be. And so many times we pull away and we hide in our own shame if we think all the way back to the garden in the same way that Adam and Eve, the very first fall took place. We hide and we shame and we dismiss ourselves as unworthy to come into your presence. So, Father, I pray that we would get into practice of being convicted, not condemned, convicted that would lead us to your repentance. Change us from the inside out. Cause us to know what it is that we are doing that needs correction so that we would be careful and quick to not do it another time. We thank you for the power through your spirit to convict us, to disrupt us, to make us uncomfortable, to forgive us, and to cause us to change the movement going forward the next time. We thank you and we love you. And we pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out. Download the app if you have not. Take a look around. You are welcome to go shop at the store. You have just a little bit of time left to get those Christmas boxes if you have not. 
If you would like to partner with The Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you, and we are so grateful that we do not have to. <laughs> if you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you are using your mobile app, just hit the give icon. It's up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164 or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological and it will get to the right place. Lastly, if you are looking to connect with a fellow dabber, we ask that you reach out to them through our social media platforms. That's a great way for connecting. A daily Audio Bible is the homepage for both Facebook and Instagram. DAB Friends on Facebook. DAB Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Sorry, official uh chronological channel and d-a-b-c friends and then lastly just uh, my little playground that i love to interact with all of you ladies over at daily audio bible women if you just like or follow the page you will get all of the daily encouragement and announcements sometimes we do make announcements there that coincide with this just to help get the word out so make sure you're following those pages if you are on social media that's gonna do it for me today i'm jill we will turn the page together tomorrow it's my joy until then love one another good morning family this is your sister kim in kentucky and it's sunday morning uh, december the 4th and i've just listened to uh jill reading and prayer uh, for the second time because I was walking the first time and so many things resonated in my heart that I wanted to listen to it again and write it down. But I'm also calling because it was uh, the beginning of last week, uh, Monday or Tuesday, there was uh, two prayer requests for Kim's. Um, A dad called in for Kim who was having GI problems. And then the next caller was a Kim who was praying, um, asking for prayer for her marriage uh, to be healed and restored. And I just want y'all to know I'm praying for the Kims. Um, And also the Thanksgiving call-ins. Oh, how y'all blessed my heart so much just hearing what the Bible meant to y'all. I've listened to Brian's uh, um, Christmas party things and um, and they're good, just everyone wishing each other a Merry Christmas, but just hearing your testimonies of what the Word of God has done in your lives, it just blessed me so much. I want y'all to know that. And then I continue to ask for prayer for my son, Nicholas. Um, he's not passed a certification test for PA, physician's assistant, twice now. And um, he's scheduled to take it again on the 17th. I don't know what's going on, the Lord does, and I'm trusting him, but I'm just asking for y'all to pray for Nicholas and for me 
Um, there's an underlying current of fear, and I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I'm running out of time. Love y'all. Prayers for everyone. Hey, my precious Dab C fam. This is Kingdom Seeker Daniel. Family, I just wanted to follow behind our sister Tabby from Nairobi, Kenya, and say yes, sis. Yes, 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 and amen for everything you said so beautifully about Mrs. China Brown. Oh my goodness, thank you for sharing those heartfelt words. And I just want to follow behind you and tell Mrs. China as well, yes, ma'am, on behalf of every last one of us here at the DABC, we love you so much. You have been such an inspiration, such an open book to share from the heart about the realness of your life and your journey. And I just love the way you are. You, you are so candid about um, the issues of life and all that you have experienced and the transparency and the vulnerability that you display. It is such a beautiful picture of Christ at work in you. Keep up the good work, Mrs. China. Bless you and Ben and Reagan the Brave. We love you so much. These last few seconds, I just want to say to Miss Whitney, I'm so sorry of what you're dealing with, sis. But the Lord has been so good to prove to me that just like Joyce Meyer says, if you want to be happy, get yourself off of your mind and go be a blessing to someone else. And while I can't even begin to imagine the pain and the heartache that you're experiencing, Miss Whitney, I want to encourage you, seek to go and be a blessing to others and watch God show up for you. You be encouraged, sis. Good morning, Dab. See, this is Tanya calling in. Today is Saturday, December the 3rd. I'm calling in requesting prayer uh, for my husband as to his 28-year-old daughter uh, passed on this Sunday, and yes, it was unexpected. And as you guys know that um, we still going through our, our separation, so with the separation and him having the death of his daughter, I know it's a lot on him. I've been praying, and I just want you guys to join me in prayer. Um, I'm praying that God um, deliver him, that he uh, give him peace that surpasses all understanding. We dare not question the motives of God, but I just know everything that has happened, the things that um, that's taken place, that God is going to get the glory out of the situation. Because he said, just trust him despite of what things may look like. Continue to hold on to his unchanging hand. So I'm doing just that. But like I said, I just asking you guys just to, to pray for my husband. Like I said, he's having a, a hard time dealing with the situation. And I know that God can deliver and he will deliver. And he would give him the strength to endure um, this troubled time in his, in his life right now. And Dabsy, guys, as always, I love you all and continue to be encouraged. Have a blessed and wonderful day.